Let's go. Wake up. Wake up. It's time for you to work now. Take a life. No, no, you, Leo, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen. Listen. I know you're very tired. I know you're very tired. I'll take you on a vacation when we're done. I swear, a real vacation, a real vacation, just you and me. But listen, if you don't do something right now, we're all gonna die. You understand? What's the use of saving life when you see what you can't Welcome to the Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. This is Eric, and across from me is Arwen. You can follow us on Twitter at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. All right, and uh, subscribe to us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we in are, a lot of places now. We are everywhere now. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud, Spotify. and Spotify. Mm-hmm. So you can find us everywhere now. <laughs> hey, so uh, we watched a couple movie trailers today. Yeah. What was the one with the Superman? Brightburn. Brightburn. Oh, that looks really interesting. Yeah, it's uh, produced by James Gunn. Um, I didn't see who the director is. Stars Elizabeth Banks and uh, Pam's douchey boyfriend from The Office. Right? I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. Um, and a little kid. And it looks like the Superman story. And then, then all hell breaks loose. Back. Back. Yeah. Back crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, that looks interesting. Um, what else looked interesting? Um, the Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots looked actually yeah. really good. Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember her name. Something Ronan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, of course the Avengers trailer and the Marvel trailer. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel trailer. Uh, has an Captain Marvel has an extended trailer now, so it's about like three minutes long, and it's it looks like it's going to be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm pretty excited about that one because, you know, I, when I was reading comics back in the uh, early 90s, late 80s, uh, I'd hear about Captain Marvel. Yeah. But Captain Marvel was a man that Mm -hmm. died of cancer, and I think that happened in the 70s. So he's been dead for a long time, and uh, Carol Danvers took over as... Captain Marvel. She was Miss Marvel for a while. She was Warbird for a while. I remember her as Warbird. Yeah, and and now she's Captain Marvel. And uh, I've tried to read the comics with her, you know, her specific comic, and I don't understand it. Uh, she like works for Alpha Flight or some some crazy stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, the Avengers trailer dropped. I'm excited about this one. I am too. Uh, the first Avengers, uh, Infinity War, was really good. I liked it, and uh, I'd like to, I'd like to finish this one. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's coming out a couple weeks early too. Is it? So it's coming out in April instead of May. Oh. So I'm pretty happy about that. It's an Easter movie. Yeah. What did we watch this week? The Fifth Element. We watched The Fifth Element. It's Arwen's favorite movie. <laughs> it's it's up there. Yeah. Um, I watch it a lot. Yeah, she's. I think she's watched this movie more times than any other movie she's ever watched. I've also had to buy it like four times because people would just keep it if they borrowed it. So I don't allow anyone to take the movie <laughs> out of the house anymore. Right. Um, yeah, we had it on VHS first. Yeah, we did. And then, then <laughs> DVD. And then Blu-ray? Do we have it on Blu-ray? Uh, 
But it's come out yeah. with like a couple cuts too. Like we had the ultimate cut or the ultra cut or something like that. Yeah, it's had a few different versions come out. They all seem the same to me. Um, I don't see anything different from this. Um, I think it's the extras that are included. Yeah. Uh, you can rent this movie on all digital platforms, uh, including YouTube. And it's on like TBS or yeah. one of those channels with commercials, of course. Yeah, this all was the time. this was our personal copy of The Fifth Element, and uh, let's let's start talking about The Fifth Element. Okay. All right. Um, the Fifth Element is a 1997 film. It is two hours and six minutes long, and it is PG-13. The director is Luke Besson. We know him from Leon the Professional, uh, Valerian, mm-hmm. and the City of a Thousand Planets, I think it's called. And and I call Valerian kind of like a spiritual sequel to The Fifth Element. It really does feel like it is. Um, so I like Valerian as well. To continue that... About a sequel, the aliens, like the the uh, Monoecian or whatever's mm-hmm. from the beginning, I'm pretty sure we see them in Valerian. Yeah, we probably do. So, there's like a parade of yeah. like different aliens. Yeah, so what else did he direct? He directed a lot of films. He directed The Messenger, uh, the story of Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which also had Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. That's why I said Jovovich. <laughs> or Jovovich. Yeah. Um, Her name is hard. Right. <laughs> so, this stars Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Our action hero of the 90s, right? 80s, 90s, today. Uh, Die Hard, <laughs> The Last Boy Scout. Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Mm, I love that. Uh, you can't say too much about Bruce Willis. Uh, he's he's been everywhere. I I like his acting and I like the way he uh he seems real charming. Yeah. Interesting fact, he was born in Germany. Really? Mhm. I didn't know that. His mother was German and his father was American service member. That makes sense. Yeah, he didn't come over to the states till he was like 2. Huh. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that until recently. <laughs> so Bruce Willis plays a cab driver named Corbin Dallas and he uh-huh. has kind of like a weird past. He is what an ex-general or ex-military? He's ex-military. He's only been out of the military for six months. Yeah, Um, and he's trying to quit smoking. Yeah, yeah. So those cigarettes are hilarious. Yeah, if you've never seen the movie, it's like a filter as long as a cigarette. Mm -hmm. The filter is as long as a cigarette, and the cigarette part of it is about as long as a filter. So it's like a reverse cigarette. Yeah, and uh, people are smoking them all the time in this, and. I think if this movie was made today, it would be rated R just because of that. Because of the smoking? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's absolutely. As we said earlier, Mila Jojovich, or Jovovich, I'm going to say her name wrong now. Uh, she plays Lilu, mm-hmm. and Lilu is what? She is the fifth element. She is the fifth element. She so, would be the reason this movie is an R. Well, no. it's. I'm just saying it's like... I've seen movies that are PG-13 because there's smoking in it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with smoking, obviously. What what are they going to do? In the movies, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see people smoking all the time. But the reason I say that she would be the reason it would be an R is because there's at least three scenes where she's topless. Yeah. And it's not like full on. Well, she's got really small boobies, so, I mean, it's like a, a dude. 
I, I think the nipple factor is what yeah. really gets the, the I ratings. I was just kidding. I know. So, her entrance into the movie is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get to that. Mila Jovovich uh, has been in uh, all the Resident Evil movies. Yes. Um, she was in a movie called Ultra something? Ultraviolet? I think that's yeah. right. Um, she was also in that Joan of Arc movie. Yeah, she was in The Messenger. And uh, she was in, I think, Return to the Blue Lagoon, Chaplin, and uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, she was. So She's been in a lot. Yeah, we. she's been in a lot of movies. She ended up marrying Luke Besson. Uh Luke Besson divorced his wife to marry Mia, Mila Jojovich. You can just stop saying her last name. <laughs> <laughs> what's, well, what's, Jovovich. What's funny, though, is that... Luke Besson's wife is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, she plays and it was the, during this movie that he apparently began his relationship with Mila. Yeah, so we got that going for us. Uh, Ian Holm, I love Ian Holm. I didn't know I liked him as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he acts his butt off in this movie. Oh yeah, a lot of comedic timing with him mm-hmm. um but he was what he was old bilbo in the original lord of the rings trilogy what else was he in oh he uh, was napoleon yes in he was, time bandits uh-huh he was also in brazil and mary shelley's frankenstein really as yeah. who i think he was the one of the fathers i think he was the father okay yeah so he's he's been in a lot of things in yeah. the background that you just probably wouldn't recognize Right. But he's a really good actor. He puts his whole whole heart and soul into that to that acting. Yeah. Um Gary Oldman. Another person who gives his all. Yeah, that guy, uh what else has he been in? He was serious right? black in Harry Potter. Yeah. He was also Commissioner Gordon in the Christian Bale Batman yeah. movies. Those are just some that are the most popular. Right. But he's in everything. And he did this movie as a favor to Luke Besson because Luke Besson helped him finance a independent film that he directed and wrote. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was in this movie as a favor. And he's on record uh, saying he hates this movie. (laughs) Uh, But to be fair, he hates all of his movies. Uh, Which is a shame. So Gary Oldman plays Zorg, Mm -hmm. a lunatic (laughs) that puts his name on buildings, like some freak. Uh Like what freak puts their name (laughs) on a building? A lot of people do. No, just one. (laughs) Um, Then we got Chris Tucker. He's fresh off of Friday in this one. Yeah. But we'll just say he's a guy in Rush Hour. You know, yeah, he was in Rush Those Hour. are the most popular movies that he, he was in. He kind of so dipped four, out of the limelight. I don't, I don't know. God, I hope not. There's three that I know of. Okay. If there's a fourth one, I, I'm not watching that. Yeah. He's somebody that I tried to watch his stand-up comedy. He's uh, not funny. And I, I can't do it. No, he's just And not I funny love stand-up. watching stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I tried watching his uh, Netflix one. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, and it's not good. I, I turned it off in the middle and I went... What the hell happened to Chris Tucker? Yeah. So we have Brian James. He plays the uh, General Monroe. We know him from every movie Stallone has been in, I think. I think so. Uh, Wasn't he in Total Recall? Uh, yeah, he was in the original Total yeah. Recall. Um, he was in uh, Blade Runner. 
I know that. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. He always plays either a gang member or a thug. This is the first time I've ever seen him play a good guy. And Tom Tiny Lister, Mr. Zeus himself from, uh, what is that movie? No Holds Barred. Oh, yeah. Uh, the WWE, not WWE. Uh, well, it kind of is. I think Vince McMahon financed Did it. He? he produced the movie. Hulk Hogan Hulk was in it, right? It. Yeah. So, I don't think I've actually ever seen that one. He plays the president, President Lindbergh. <laughs> so he's Jewish too. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah. I think in the future, this future, it was what, 2045? Uh, I, I wrote down, what year was it? Uh, 2020, 2214. Okay, much further. Actually, yeah. I think on Corbin Dallas's uh, clock, it said 2165. Oh, weird. So, yeah, there's like 200 billion people on this planet. Well, he says he's protecting 200 billion lives. They might all be on Earth, but uh, as we've seen, you know, there's Flostin, uh Paradise, uh-huh. there's other planets, so I'm thinking that maybe he's they've colonized. Uh, that's possible, so, yeah. Because 200 billion, billion is a lot of people. Definitely a lot of people on Earth at yeah. this point. Because um, traffic looks like a nightmare. We we have uh, two specific cameos. I, I all right. They're not cameos. They're cameos though, right? Uh, the first Luke one. Luke Perry is definitely yeah, a cameo. Luke Perry was in this movie for no reason. There is absolutely was this before, no other person that could do this movie. Was this before or after he did Buffy? Oh, it's after. Okay. I think Buffy was eighty nine. Okay. Yeah, because he so, did nine hundred two and zero. She's snoring. Oh, she snores a lot. She's cracking me up. Our cat is snoring. Uh, yeah, he he he's already been on nine hundred two one zero, so he's a star. Yeah. Um, that show made him a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't know who Luke Perry is, he's on Riverdale right now. Oh yeah, he plays one of the dads, like he's, Archie's dad. He's Archie's dad. Yeah, I gotta start watching that. I think I've been busy. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then Lee Evans is in this movie. He played in... He was in Something About Mary. He was the little... Oh, that's right. Like, guy in the... He wasn't the, the other cameo I thought you were going to say. Who is it? The guy who, whose voice is Finger. Oh, yeah. It's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel has a voice acting role in this. Yeah. He plays a guy named Finger, and I guess it's Corbin Dallas's boss. Yeah, he's the one with the taxi. And so he calls and threatens him. You know, after I I went through the IMDb on it, yeah, I was like, okay, I recognize that voice now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so before we watched the movie, we watched the trailer. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I try whenever I watch a trailer of a movie I've already seen, I try and separate like, would I know what this movie's about? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I watched the trailer to, uh. The Fifth Element, and no, I wouldn't have known what this movie. Oh about. no, not at all. Even even though they do give away the ending, they give away but, a lot in the trailer. But, but you still you don't so have a clue what's going on when you were watching it. The first half of the trailer, did you not feel like it was advertising a possible video game? Because remember how video games were, and during the nineties, they were starting to try and make them look real. Oh yeah, it felt like they were advertising a video game. That's possible. No, I didn't get that feeling, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I, even thinking about it now, no, I, I didn't think that. Mm-hmm. So, but we watched the trailer, 
it's good. It looked bananas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember, like, I think we had HBO or something at the time. And there was, like, a making of the movie. And I watched that and I analyzed it. And I'm like, this is going to be the next big movie. And then it wasn't. Oh, it, it was. This movie it made a lot like, of money. Did it? Um, Damn it, I forgot to look up the information this time. Yeah, you can't cheat. I was totally going to cheat. <laughs> All right. Uh, we open up in Egypt. Yeah. Right? And there's kids. Like, there's a weird scene right at the beginning where this kid is, like, beating a donkey. Like, he's riding the donkey, but he's hitting it with a stick, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, all the other kids start cheering. And then in unison, about four camels perk up their head and look one way. And it's like... It looked cartoony to me. It's like, what? That guy's coming, you know? <laughs> so, it's the, the guy that beats us on the head, you know? Uh, <laughs> but but he runs inside. There's a there's a archaeologist played by an old man uh, that I didn't get his name. And... Uh, He's just a professor. Yeah, and then uh, Luke Perry is in there. Mm-hmm. And his name is Billy. Yeah. Billy, Luke Perry plays a guy named Billy. It's like the the uh, World War Two era. I feel like I feel like maybe there could have been like a second movie, and it had just been Luke Perry's character from nineteen fourteen. I'm not sure that they wouldn't have killed him though. <laughs> they they killed the the professor. Yeah, they, yeah, they probably killed him too. Uh, yeah. So this guy's getting too close to knowing about some end times. The fulfillment thing. Re- fiasco, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the priest of that order uh, poisons their water skin. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the what are they called? M- Ma- Mondoshans? Mondoishan. Mondo, yeah. Uh, they are big, turtly looking, monstrosity robot things. And they waddle when they walk. The story is, is that... They could only cast somebody that was six foot nine. Oh, really? Yeah, and because that's how they could see yeah. out of that thing. Yeah, they all had to be uniform size. They used a television as their sight, mm-hmm. like inside the machine. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it would be a whole lot easier now to do a practical they'd probably effect like do. That. They'd probably be like in the suit with the balls. Yeah, yeah. Motion they, capture. Yeah, mo mo caps, and uh, they just look. So bizarre, but they land, and they're taking what a sarcophagus? Is that a sarcophagus? You could say that. Is she dead? I don't think she. No, they said she's been asleep. Later in the movie, they say she's been asleep. So she's there in the temple, and so are the four element stones. Yep, the four element stones. Yeah, they they take her, um, and everybody dies basically, right? Like the older men die at least. Maybe, I don't think they kill the kids. Maybe Aziz lives. <laughs> Aziz light. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, we'll be back in 300 years. Yes. So 300 years later, I calculated it from 1914, uh, would be 2214. Okay. It's 2214, and it looks Ish. bananas. Uh, totally bananas. It's like high-rise buildings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call this a dystopian future, though. I don't think it is. It's not dystopian. It doesn't seem that way at all. No. It just seems like some people have to live very modestly. Yeah. Because they just can't expand. Well, I think it's like, uh, 
he probably went to Japan. Uh, they have smaller apartments. Mm-hmm. They stack them. Yeah. There's a large uh, population in Japan and not enough land. Mm-hmm. So, this was in New York, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is New York. Mm-hmm. Are and, you talking about for ideas? Like, yeah. like oh. It's like a Japanese yes. uh, uh, influence. Mm-hmm. So Corbin is feeding his cat or something. He wakes up. I love that cat. Yeah, that cat. It's a white Persian or something like that. It is just too dang cute. Yeah, and it watches TV. It it does. This is the second movie where we have cats watching TV. Mm -hmm. Somebody's onto something. Yeah. It also was watching the fish in the fish tank, and it was kind of really fun to just watch it. Yeah. Um, So all of his furniture seems to fold out of the walls. Mm -hmm. Um, Stuff comes down from the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene in this part, though, is when he's about ready to leave, and there's a guy there with this thing on his head that looks like the hallway, right? Yes, it's one of my favorite scenes. And it is so freaking weird. It what was so wrong funny. with this guy? Was he a tweaker? What's going on with this guy? Yeah. He's uh, just a robber. He was like, give me the cash. Yeah, give me the cash. <laughs> oh, man. I And I can't it's even so do it funny. justice because, like... When, when Corbin diffuses the situation, he takes the guy's gun, mm-hmm. and the guy starts dancing and clapping. He looked like he pooed himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, nice hat. And like, Bruce Willis looks like he's having fun, and he looks like he's laughing. Yeah, it looks like a genuine reaction. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it was just such a weird scene, and it, but it kind of sets the mood for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because when we get to, like, Ruby Rod and some of the bizarre <laughs> crap that happens in this movie, um, I'm surprised this movie never got a sequel. I'm or, disappointed that it anything. didn't. Yeah. It was supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see where that would have gone. Right. Of course, if Valerian is a true sequel that's very interesting it's not a true sequel i call it a spiritual sequel because it's like similar in style very much um so i i really like valerian by the way it's it's one excellent movie that did not make a lot of money it's because i don't think people understood what was going on they did i don't think the trailer uh it was it was similar to what uh fifth element was the trailer did not do it justice no no, and there was no nobody in that movie that I had seen before. Well, we had seen the one girl. She was in Suicide Squad. Yeah, but I didn't recognize her from that. I thought she was a little kid. <laughs> she looked like a little kid to me. Cara Delvine. Yeah. We cut to another scene. Uh, there's a spaceship, obviously one of ours, and there's this giant moon or planet. Yeah, they call it a planet. And it's been coming towards Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely. And they're trying to make contact with it, and that's weird. That is weird. But then they just start shooting it. Yeah, this this general is stupid. Yeah. And we meet the president at this point, mm-hmm. uh, President Tom Tiny Lister. Lister. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say anybody's name today. That's crazy. <laughs> and you know him from Friday yeah. as well. He played the bully. Love that movie. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that he's in. Well, you mentioned No Holds Barred. Yeah, No Holds Barred. He's just this big hulking man, mm-hmm. you know? and uh, He's very recognizable. Yeah. One of his eyes is... It's kind of lazy looking. Or it, milky. Milky almost. Yeah. Like, I wonder if he lost sight in it, maybe. or That's possible. Yeah. So, there's 
I think every religion, not every religion, it seemed but like it. Several religions are represented in this room. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they were giving counsel, but then the president is like, no, this is our business. And so I don't know why they're even It may there. be a protocol. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I've watched this movie so many times, I forgot that there were other people sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you when you start analyzing movies the way we, we're mm-hmm. doing with these movies, uh, you start looking in the background for things. Yeah. And that's what I do all the time. Well, I, I like turning this movie on when I'm bored. Yeah. Or cleaning the house. So President Lindbergh says that he has 200 billion lives at stake. Mm-hmm. That's that. And uh, they shoot at it, the moon. Yes. Uh, it absorbs it and then grows 200% yeah. is, what, uh, is what the general said. Mm-hmm. So, so they decide to shoot at it again. Yeah, with bigger, bigger missiles. And then, and then after that, it grew again probably because it didn't really say. Uh, it grew and it, then it, it encompassed them. It destroyed them. Well, yeah, but like before that, he says... What, uh, yeah, do we have anything uh bigger than that? And the guy goes, No, <laughs> so yeah, and so instead of evacuating the area, he just sits there in terror and fear, and like blood oozes from the middle of his forehead, yeah, which is just a bizarre We see thing. that later, too. That was that scene, and all those people died. Then we then we see Zorg for the first time, I believe, at this point. Yeah. So all three sides have been represented. Mm-hmm. Now, Zorg reminded me of David Bowie. Really? In every sense of the word. See, I did not get that. He was very David Bowie-ish to me. Hmm. I did not get that. Aside from the bizarre southern accent that I yeah. swear he probably stole from David Bowie uh, <laughs> for the Twin Peaks movie. Uh, I, I'm just saying... The the way he looked, the way he uh, held himself, looked a lot like David Bowie. And I think David Bowie could have played this part really well. Oh, absolutely. With his natural accent. But what what is Zorg doing when we first see him? Not much, really. He's just sitting in an office being evil. Mm-hmm. He's just mwahahaing it up, right? Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, no, he's got the, uh, what are those monsters called? The Mangalores. The Mangalores. That is a great, funny scene. He's got the Mangalores chasing down the 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 ship of the other big the hulking Mondo, guys. Mondoishans or Mondoshans or something like that. I didn't write this movie, so I don't know the names of all the monsters. Monochuan. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, whatever it is. I could look on IMDb, that's what they but are. I'm not going to. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I will. But they they chase down the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy presumably has the fifth element with him and the stones, right? Yes, they're and expecting. The uh, priest is expecting. The priest is expecting that. Yes. Yeah, but they crash and die because the uh, the Mangalores shoot him down. So everybody dies. All is lost. Except right? for one hand. Except for one hand. That is was obviously. Holding on to a, a briefcase of some sort. Yeah. This is the first time we see the fifth element, you know, Lilu, right? She's just a hand. But what's funny is everyone assumes it's a dude. Yeah. They're like, 
it's a perfect being. It's, it's, he is a perfect being. We have to do, and I'm like, mm hmm. He is a perfect being, and he's also a chick. <laughs> uh, but they use a 3D printer to reconnect all the bone and from his DNA, and that's that. It's a 3D printer. First time we've ever seen one of those in a movie. In the 97, yeah. this looked like BS science. Yeah. Even though. We had seen a documentary that was specifically talking about how they were working on this technology. Right. And they do have uh, 3D printers now that can print some of these genetic materials. Right. So it's kind of fascinating to see. I don't think it could do, obviously, what this is doing. No, this one completely took a cell and recreated a person from that one cell based on their uh, DNA. Mondo Shawan. Mondo Shawan. Mondo Shawan. So, the big hulking monsters are called Mondo Shawans. I know we're still going to Yeah, that. probably. I don't give a crap. <laughs> um, but yeah, they bring it back to life. And it's a woman. And this is PG-13. Mm-hmm. But we still see her boobs. What's interesting <laughs> is this particular scene, the slide of the scene, she's, you know, laying on her back. Yeah. She's definitely naked. You barely can see her nipples. Right. This particular scene, though, is in the trailer that we watched. Yeah. I'm curious at how that got by. I don't know. Is it because it's so quick you don't realize it? They put bandages on her? That was after. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This was the clothing. I thought this was weird. I was like, how? How? What? I'm going to get into that in a second. Okay. Um... But yeah, they put these bandages on her. So there's like a bandage covering her top. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give her like weird looking underwear looking stuff. Like they wrap her legs, I think. Maybe. No, it's just a. No, I'm it's, just. It's like a bikini almost yeah. with a piece in the middle. I don't understand how that worked because it's three bandages over and then suddenly she's in an outfit. Yeah. And I was like, we did not see that thing cut and sew right. to her dimensions. Um. And they, they bring her to life. Yeah, they take a photograph of her. It's kind of funny. The the general, yeah. he, he's he got his hand over that button. It's like, if Mr. Perfect isn't nice, you know. <laughs> it's so funny. And they're like, yeah. um, you need to put your hand away. Lee, it, it's Lilu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mila Jovovich. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring her back to life. Brian James' character, the general, says... That glass is unbreakable, right? And they're like, oh, yeah. So he goes over there, taps on it, and he says something. I forget what he says. but Well, she was talking gibberish, and he's yeah. like, if you want out of that tube, you're going to have to learn uh, how to communicate. Yeah, you're going to have to get better communication skills. And she punches through it, bashes his face. This guy was physical comedy in this movie. Oh, yeah. At least in the first half of this movie, because mm-hmm. later on he gets frozen and we're like, did he die? And then he's later then he's in a back. scene. So yeah. it's cartoony that way. But Well, if they can bring back a hand, yeah, they can bring them back. And she escapes. Yes. She jumps a through a tinfoil wall. Yeah. it's. A, I bet it was supposed to be something else. Uh, but it was a tinfoil wall. And uh, she's outside. She, you, this is the first time. Not the first time, but it's, it's a better... Uh, look at what New York looks like. So she looks down. There's cars going back and forth through traffic. 
uh, there are, the cars are layers. flying cars. Yeah, yeah, and they're in there in layers. Uh, it the was train. It was almost like uh, that Doctor Who episode with the uh, the flying cars the going around in circles. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was interesting. The cops show up, and this is where I decide a comic book artist drew all these fashions. And didn't I'm Luke right. Besson actually draw all this? He he had concept art from when he was a child because yeah. this is how he entertained himself. He he wrote this story, um, but also uh, the writer of a comic book called Mobius. Okay. Um, and I never read that because it was a foreign comic, and I didn't care about mm-hmm. comics like from foreign countries. He designed a lot of the. That makes sense. The look of the movie. Mm-hmm. Later on, he tried to sue Luke Besson for really? plagiarism. Oh. But it got thrown out of court because he helped him design it. Oh. So, I, you can't make that stuff up. That's just bizarre. <laughs> the cops are there, and they got these helmets. They're odd helmets. Yeah, and that's they kind of remind me of like a Judge Dredd kind of yes. deal. And she, uh, she just jumps. Mm-hmm. And they're like, up, oh, we got a jumper. Yeah. Um, what was inside those cop cars, though? Do you remember? Oh, all the uh, glow sticks. Yeah, there was glow it was sticks. Weird. Just biz- yeah, like like uh, hanging all like had fuzzy two, dice. Yeah, they all had two glow sticks in there. Yeah, their I, d- I don't understand why. It's just a strange thing. Uh, she crashes through Corbin Dallas's car. So now they have finally met, right? Yes. The Alpha and the Omega. No, I don't know. Uh, they they finally meet, and she's trying to talk to him, and he's like, what? And she's like, bada-boom. And he's like, yeah, big bada-boom. She's like, big bada-boom. You know? And uh, oh, uh, th- about this language, though, um, it, the language consisted of about 400 words mm-hmm. uh, between Bassan and uh, Jovovich. Mm-hmm. And they would talk to each other in that language so that she would get more, you know. Comfortable. Comfortable with mm-hmm. it. She's foreign, though, right? She's, like, from the Ukraine or something like that. She is definitely uh, from another country. One um, moment, please. And it was basically, I think she she's kind of like a linguist in that way. like She's Ukrainian. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we get our product placement for the movie. And what was our product placement? Mick. McDonald's. I think there that's the is only a product line around non Coca Cola. Oh well, that. yeah. Uh, but there's there's two cops getting their food at the drive-through, which is way up in the sky, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, "That'll have to wait," you know, chasing Corbin Dallas because they start chasing him. And what what happens? Oh yeah, he. Uh, Corbin passes him and like goes, look out, pal, or something like that. And yeah. the guy spills all the cokes on him, and he goes, well, that just happened, uh-huh. you know. And he's like, whoa. They start chasing, and eventually they run into a flying truck that also has McDonald's in it. Yeah, it was and a so they're truck. covered in fries and burgers at that point. Um, which, even though there's 200 billion people on this planet, allegedly, they still have potatoes. So farming isn't. Totally dead. Right. They still have food. <laughs> yeah. Here's where I decide that Corbin Dallas is just one charming son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. He's just a good, charming guy. I, I like him. He's a likable person. Oh, I love him in this movie. Yeah. 
uh, he's got hair. Yeah. And it's blonde hair. It's dark with like blonde tips. Yeah. So Very nineties looking. Um, wasn't he a blonde in uh, what was that movie? The Jackal. I don't know that movie. Oh yeah, there's a movie called The Jackal, and I'm pretty sure he had blonde hair in that too. The uh, the Mangalores are. They're kind of shapeshifters. Yeah, they're weird. Like, it's it looks like uh, what's that guy's name? Most Def. Mm-hmm. Um, but it not 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 the guy that's working for him, but like the other guy that's a Mangalore. And he says, "You look pretty ugly." Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he looks he's like comes in. Stuff. He comes in looking like a human. Yeah. And then he like shakes his head and he's and back he's, to he's back who to being he is. a Mangalore. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this movie was done with practical effects, like a lot of practical Very effects. Very much. Um, they said there was eight hundred special effects in this movie. Wow. Um, I think Valerian, which would be. Like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. uh, had over two thousand. Oh my! Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, in Valerian. <laughs> Valerian they definitely is had the technology movie. for it now. Right, the Mangalores they have a case for Zorg, even Zorg. Did that you, sounds terrible. It's did, like Zorg. Did you notice the case it had the cut out for where, you know, Lilo's oh no, hand? I didn't even look. Yeah. So they pried that from his cold dead hand. Yeah. What's inside? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Why? Where are they? We don't know yet, but we'll find out, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, this this whole movie, like, the visual style of this movie is pretty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's beautiful. Like, I, even, the, even the dark areas of this movie, where it's supposed to be, like, grimy and stuff, mm-hmm. look pretty good. Yeah, the only real uh, dirty thing that I, I saw was in Corbin's refrigerator, his milk. It looked dirty. Yeah. Like, the whole thing just looked filthy. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, and, Cor- of course, the garbage. <laughs> Corbin eventually outruns those cops, though, right? Oh, yeah. And and the reason why I'm cutting back and forth is because I'm, I'm remembering, you know, this is what happened this time, this is what happened that time. But I think they do these quick cuts so that we don't have a lot of time with... Each or that that we can have not equal time but enough time because these are this is this movie is literally two stories that are con- that are going to converge. Yes. Into one. It's kind of interesting how how he um, each scene works in tandem. You're like, oh, this must this is happening at the same time. Yeah. So it's kind of like a zipper effect. Right. So like he opens the case, Zorg opens the case. It goes to Lilu laughing like a freaking lunatic. <laughs> and then it cuts back to Zorg. Yeah. Uh and oh, he's got these bizarre guns. I have to talk about these <laughs> guns. They look like guns from Halo, right? Yeah. Uh they're just big bulky guns or massive. They kind of look like long like eggs that. at first. Yeah. And uh they have different settings on it. Uh he shoots a bullet, and and the bullet hits the target. Then he turns around and he says, and now the bullet's going to hit only that target. And he shoots at the Mangalores, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, ducking and freaking out. <laughs> and boom, it, it, it all hits the target. Um, missile launcher, a net thrower. Uh-huh. Um, freeze, freeze ray. And, and later on, when they're, like, showing the Mangalores, like, testing out, you see one of the Mangalores net another Mangalore. Yeah, it, it, was it was just very silly. comedic. It's the Swiss Army gun. Yeah, it's a Swiss Army gun. That's, I think we called that that last night, right? I think so, too. And, uh, yeah, it's just a funny, 
Like, why don't, why doesn't everybody have one of these? It would be. Uh, it was a new weapon. In, it sounded like it's an all-in-one multi-purpose weapon. Maybe you don't need a freeze ray. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe it takes a lot of ammunition or power. Uh, but since there's no stones, they don't get the guns. Oh, and they are not happy about that. They're not happy about it, and they hold them up and they steal the guns anyway. No, he gives them one crate. Oh, one crate of guns. One crate. Okay. Yeah. Well. They did go to all that trouble they getting the damn box. They did go through all that trouble. Uh, box, at least. And they're like, you asked for a box, we delivered a box! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then there's another comedic scene. Zorg and his, his henchmen were called left, left arm, arm and right, right arm. arm. Yeah. So and I think this right was right arm, arm. Right arm was played by a fellow named Tricky. <laughs> and that, that was his credit, Tricky. Yeah. Well, it's funny because they're standing outside just waiting, and he was like, now. An experienced marksman or whatever would have asked what the red button is. Yeah. And then they cut to the Mangalore pushing the red button. And it's a self-destruct. It's a self-destruct. And it blows them all up. Which is funny because we see that guy, Eknot, again later. So obviously he survived. Maybe nobody dies in this movie. Maybe they just get hurt and come back. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in the next movie, Zorg would have pulled himself out of this wreckage going, that hurt a lot. <laughs> anyway, uh, Corbin had taken Lilu to the priest mm-hmm. after she... She asked There's this real intense scene. Oh, man. That real intense scene that happened in the cab mm-hmm. while she was, like, while he... He was being pulled over or stopped, right? Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning of the car chase. Right. And she sees a picture of a of a, of a child. Um, that was a real yeah. poster, I think, too. Yeah, as and, and it looked like a child starving or something mm-hmm. like that. And it says, help me on it. Please help. Yeah, and she's like, please help, mm-hmm. you know. So she knows how to speak English. Well, she She's knows learned. how to learn English. Mm-hmm. And she learns at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm. I like that. I wish I could do that. Oh, yeah. Um, just to know everything, that'd be so freaking cool. <laughs> um, that was a good scene, though, because it showed that Corbin had a heart. Corbin wanted to help her. And Corbin helps her, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that. But now we're back to the story. Corbin takes her to the priest because she asks to see uh, the priest, Cornelius, and he takes her there. He's holding her in his arms, and he knocks on the door. The guy answers the door, and she's he's like, I'm looking for a priest. And he's like, weddings are two floors down, and he closes the door. <laughs> he's not very bright. Um, Cornelius has a sidekick as well, right? Yes. I don't know his name. I'm going to call him Billy. All right, his name's probably not Billy. But uh, he's like, no, she asked for you specifically, right? He's David. David. Close enough. Uh, so she's kind of passed out because she's, she's just exhausted. been banged up. Yeah. She just came back to life. Yeah. And And so he's like, okay, we'll take it from here. You can leave now. This This priesthood, this religion is very secretive of what they do mm-hmm. i think that's weird right no why not because i think there's a lot of religions that are very secretive about what they do yeah yeah i guess like so. they have a, a public front and then there's others that you know keep a lot of like like the, mormons yeah don't they have levels also i don't know i know uh 
um, Scientology. Scientologists do. Yeah. They're like, you only get so far in as you progress. Right. Yeah, and then you learn weird stuff and space aliens came and did whatever. Anyway, so they don't want anything to do with Dallas. And no. he's like, no, I'm here, I'm here, you know, and like, he tries to wait, he tries to kiss he her awake. He snow whites her. Yeah, and she's got a gun to his head, mm-hmm. and he's like, you're right, you're right, that was the wrong thing to do, you're right. <laughs> you know, he's kind of squirming, but he's still real charming in this. Uh-huh. She starts talking to him, he doesn't know what she's saying, but he's like, you're right, that was the wrong thing to do, you're right. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Uh, the priest's... And Corbin, they make a pretty good team of comedy. Yes. Uh, a comedic trio, I guess. Mm-hmm. Throw Lilu into that, and it gets a little bizarre because she's. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen her in a movie where she was comic relief. Do you? Maybe Days and Confused. No, she wasn't comic relief. She was just some girl. Yeah. In that movie. Um, then no. My favorite part of Dazing and Confused was Ben Affleck's character just wanted to paddle butts. He's like, I'm going to pound some ass today. And, and it's like, is is this like euphemism for being like a homosexual? Is he... He, he did play so it like that. I don't know why I went on that tangent. That's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should do Dazing and Confused one day. Uh... So, <laughs> so we find out what she was saying to him, though. And yeah. And it was never without my permission. Right. So, you know, yeah. even back in the 90s, we yeah. were going, hey, you it's need permission whole, for stuff. That whole Me Too movement it started so long ago. Probably started a lot longer than you think. <laughs> Just nobody was listening. Okay, so I'm kind of lost at what happens after this. Uh but somehow Corbin winds up at home again. Corbin goes home after he yeah. leaves. He okay. has no reason to be there anymore. All right, so he just doesn't. He doesn't stick around. No, he goes home. He gets some. He forgets to that he was supposed to bring food That's to his cat. Right. And then there's the Chinese food vendor. Yeah, the Chinese food vendor is played by a man that I have seen in a lot of movies mm-hmm. and television. Uh, he is a recognizable person, and I didn't write down his name. I just had it a second um, ago. I think it's Ty. Yeah, it's like Ty something, I think. But I remember seeing him with Super Dave Osborne. Yeah, it's just uh, Kim Chan is his real name. Okay, Kim Chan. I, re- I remember seeing him with Super Dave Osborne. He would like be his like sidekick or something like that. Although I didn't see that in the uh, credits, uh, of his credits. Hmm. Um, but he is in Who's the Man, uh, another funny movie uh, about two cops uh, oh, okay. it's it's like it's it had every popular rapper at that time oh, in that okay. movie mm-hmm. it had uh dr dre and ed lover and uh it's not the dr dre you think it is it's the other one because there was two dr dre's oh there were weren't there <laughs> yeah. man and uh dennis leary is in that movie as well but he, I think uh, his name was Dennis Fuji. His name Dennis was Fuji, Leary. and who's the man? They go, Fuji! And he'd, like, drop whatever he's doing, because he'd jump. <laughs> and it was hilarious. So, we get that. He gets fired, right? Yes. And, but Zorg's name is on that piece of paper. Uh-huh. So, was it a subsidiary of Zorg? It would not surprise me. Does, it seems like Zorg owns a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What lunatic would just buy buildings in New York? That is so crazy. Only an idiot would do that. Stop it. <laughs> so, anyway, the general shows up. Yes. Um, 
with this hulking woman. She is a big lady. Yeah, and a couple other guys, right? Maybe Just one other guy. One other guy. Yeah. And they're asking him about the... Uh, they were like, I heard you got fired. Yeah. And it's like, it just happened. just happened. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is being orchestrated. Yeah. <laughs> so he got fired. Um, and that's where we heard Finger's voice, right? And that was Vin Diesel. No, we heard him earlier. Oh, earlier. Yeah. Well, he... He calls he was, later and says, what about, what, what about my cab? Yeah, and he's like, right oh, here. your cab's fine. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't seem fine to me. You know, and he's upset. But anyway, the general shows up. Asks some questions, um, wants him to come back. He's like, oh, I heard you, you won this contest. You oh, know? yeah, and he won a contest. Yeah, and he's like, oh, really? To go you to know? Floston Paradise. Uh-huh. That's another bizarre scene. This movie is a series of bizarre scenes uh-huh. stitched together uh-huh. to make one cohesive, coherent movie. And it's fun. And it's a very fun movie. Uh, but he locks one of them in a freezer... Uh, because there's he a locks of the all door, right? three of them in the refrigerator. Yeah. And what's really funny about the refrigerator is that it's on top of the shower. So, you know, oh, when the shower right. is down, the refrigerator is there. When the yeah. refrigerator is up, the shower is there. Oh, that is so weird. Mm-hmm. That is so weird. And if you but think- Lilu shows up to the house, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and that's why he hides them. Right? Yes. He's like, oh... Uh, I'm trying to to date this woman, you know, and you know my ma- my last marriage ended because of the military. Yeah, you got to get in here, and and the general's like, I don't think we're gonna fit in here, and he's like, Yeah, you will, and he just shoves, shoves it in, in there. there. <laughs> <laughs> and he has an interaction with Lilu. Well, as soon as Lilu comes in, the priest comes in as well. Right. It's it was kind of like oh, it was like a it was trick. like a trick. To oh, get they're the door tricking open. him because they want the tickets. They to want Floston. the tickets to Floston. And it got announced on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Corbin even Dallas. in the future, the radio still exists. Yeah. I just call it podcasting now. You know, it looks like they're just podcasting, really. Live podcasting. Yeah. So we got them all together again. Uh, the priests leave. No, no. No? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I, I I totally checked out at this part of the movie then. <laughs> no. Uh, the cops show up. Because Zorg has orchestrated him being arrested to get the tickets to Flossin. Yeah. So he puts Lilu in the shower. Yeah. And he puts the priest on the bed, which is sar- has saran wrap over it. I was yeah. like, this is kind of funny. Every day up. it's a new, you know, fresh bed. Right. So he puts him in there. And then what's funny is what we missed when Lilu was waiting for him to open the door. Yeah. She takes his name off that door and puts it on a different a guy. different door and so that's why he gets arrested yes <laughs> <laughs> and so and so you know he he hides them real quick and then he stands they all have these uh, um the circles circles like and orange he, or yellow they were like yellow yeah there's a lot of orange and yellow in this movie and so he's standing against that wall and the cops just put this this thing up on the the door and it like gives like x-ray vision yeah and he goes are you human and he goes no i am a meat puppet yeah and it just makes me laugh that's funny yeah and so that they see the the tag on the other guy's door because they had the number right right and that guy across he's like they're like mr mr dallas you know uh can you get in the position and he goes smoke you yeah he flips him off and (laughs) says smoke you and then they uh then they put him in a body bag or something and just drag him off and at the time corbin goes wrong answer wrong answer (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's just comedic. Yeah. Um, the cops in this movie are just strange. They're like uh, military. Very military. Um, it does remind me of Judge Dredd to a degree because you can't really see their faces. Yeah. You see like under the the eye line, and that's about it. Right. Yeah. You see like from their nose down, and those helmets though they're like real big. Yeah. That's why it reminds me of a comic book, though, like heavy metal comics, mm-hmm. something like that. The interaction, uh, like, we don't talk too much about Zorg because there's really not much to say other than he's just scheming to get those stones, right? Mm-hmm. He has interaction his, with the priest. His fun stuff that he's done already, you know. Oh yeah, he he does have he does have Cornelius show up at his office. Yeah, because he he was pissed about those stones not being right. in that bag and he starts to choke at one point because he's eating something he he gets a, a bowl of cherries and yeah. a glass of water and he, he for some reason he eats the cherry and drinks at the same time causing yeah. him to choke and he had just gone over saying how you know you see this glass yeah and then he knocks the glass off yeah, and he goes chaos. over yeah well he he goes over how well now that that glass is broken Basically, you've created jobs for all these little people and all these, you know, they can have babies and all the, you know, keep the population going, What rich lunatic would think that way? Anyway, what's funny is all his little gadgets and robots can't save him from choking. Nope. And so the priest saves him and uh, he goes, where's the robot to pat you on the back? Right. One of my favorite lines. That is a good one. Yeah. The movie wouldn't have ended there. But it would have been funny if Gary Oldman's character just died, and he's like, well, that guy's not going to be a problem now, and just wanders away, you know? That would have been so freaking <laughs> weird. That hilarious. So, after that, we have Corbin and Lilu going to Floston, right? Well, uh, the priest had knocked Dallas out Yeah. in his apartment. And then they took the tickets. Right. And so, it was going to be Lilu and David. And David. That's right. They're at the ticket counter, and Corbin comes up behind him, and he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, he, like, looks behind him. He's all nervous and everything. And uh, he was like, oh, thanks, David. You know, I've got this. And, you know, like, six different people, it seems like, try to get pick up these tickets. Exactly. One of them would be the right arm. Yes. Uh, he was one of the last. Yeah, he was the, mon- the absolute last. Yeah, the mon- mon- Mangalores. Mangalores. Yeah, yeah, they show up. He looks like the guy who actually got arrested. Yeah. With, like, this chick. And the chick is the one speaking, and he talks in a deep voice like this. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, that's bizarre. <laughs> but we, we, also it shows their fashion again, and they're, like, people wear plastic. It's plastic And weird, uh. I, the, the one jacket that Zork is wearing reminds me of, uh, Back to the Future 2. That rainbow. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the uh, jacket that Marty McFly wears. Okay. It's very rainbowy. Yeah. So it's that kind of material through a lot of yeah, the fashion. It's very bright but colors in this movie. There's also some plastic looking things like the skirt. Yeah. Um, and then the the orange piece that Lilu is wearing looks like rubber. Yeah. It's just an odd accessory piece. Yeah, it's just strange. Yeah. Strange thing. But uh, they got these passes. To go to Floston. Everybody wants to go to Floston. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful there, right? Yeah. Um, Cornelius stows away. Yeah. <laughs> um, the right arm gets exploded. 
Yes. For doing wrong. And we see a movie mistake here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, after, he gets blown up to pieces. Yeah, he gets blown up. But, like, after they the dust settles and everything, you still see the, the model, basically, yeah. still, still standing, standing there, there. W- looking like it's talking on a mm-hmm. phone. It's a movie mistake, but it's not like you don't see it, because it is obviously there. Yeah. So, man... There's a Le- lot Lilu, that happens in this movie. Lilu is really, really childlike, and I like her innocence versus, you know, everybody's intentions, mm-hmm. because Dallas wants to save her. He wants the perfect woman. Yeah. Um, Zorg wants to destroy her. Zorg's working with the planet. I don't understand Zorg's motivation, by the way. What would be I the motivation? I don't know what his motivation really is either because I, I almost feel like, okay, so the planet is evil. Yeah. It's a good versus evil story. Right. I feel like the planet is talking to Zorg. Yeah. Physically talking to him. Yeah. You know, and I almost wonder because the, the whole intention of the, the planet is to destroy all life on Earth. So is he exactly. controlling Zorg? I don't think so. It doesn't feel that but way. But Zorg has, like, this motive. Maybe he feels like he'll be saved to start over. Uh, yeah, I just don't get it. Even though this is my favorite movie, there's a lot of plot holes and storylines yeah. that do not make sense. Right. And, yeah, it's. Just <laughs> Blow up my planet, please. <laughs> um, so. It would have been more interesting, I think, if Zorg was also after the stones to stop the evil, but had diabolical plans after the evil was dissipated, right? No, I That would have been that. fun. Yeah. They, they get on this space shuttle, though, and they, they burn off these little, like, tribble-looking things. Yeah. Like, like space barnacles rodents. or something yeah. like that. They get to Flosten. Now, Flosten is this beautiful planet, and uh, they go on this gigantic, like, looking cruise ship, right? Yeah. And that's when we meet, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fog. Ruby. Oh, we don't meet Fog right No, away. we meet Ruby on the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, and let's uh, talk, there's a dirty scene here. Let's talk about Ruby Riot. <laughs> not Riot. What's his name? Ruby, Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod. When we were watching uh, Minty Comedic Arts on YouTube mm-hmm. about this movie, he brought up ruby's hairstyle when we first see him right yes and it does look like egon from the real ghostbusters oh, very cartoon. much so weird uh-huh um and he's wearing women's clothing or something like women's clothing I, it's like a bodysuit like yeah. a full bodysuit adorned with feminine right. accents and he is broadcasting yes through his uh cane he has so much to say and I appreciate the character more now than the first time I saw it. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, this movie sucks now. <laughs> and see, I, I had the opposite reaction. I always liked the character. Yeah. Originally was given Prince, right? They wanted Prince. They wanted Prince. Prince for this. And he said no, because the clothing is too effeminate. Have you seen what Prince wears? Or used to wear? Yeah. So, he <laughs> Prince wore clothes like this. He did. He wore lace. Uh, I wore, specifically remember one purple rain outfit where it had lace at the yeah yeah and the lace around the the cuffs and and at the MTV awards his buttless, ass was showing yeah. yeah I mean like that dude 
He, was... he wore eccentric clothing. Yeah. The one sketch, though, that they showed looked like it was a lace body stocking with yeah. a lot of fur. Yeah, he might not know. have worn that. I don't think he would have worn that. But I think wardrobe would have been like, we'll do whatever you want if you come and be in this movie. I have no idea about Prince and his acting ability, but Chris Tucker was a much better choice. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Chris Tucker has this high-pitched voice. When he screams, it sounds like screaming, mm-hmm. like a woman screaming. Um, but yeah, he also can get down Prince into lower that. octaves, uh-huh. like when he's talking to the women and making them climax, I guess, while they're talking to yeah, her. Like, yeah. yeah. It was very sexual. Yeah, he's a very, like... He wants people to know that he has sex. So we also heard that he modeled his his acting on Michael Jackson. Yeah, a mixture of Michael Jackson and Prince. Actually. Well, yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, if you go back to some of Michael Jackson's 1970 album, that first one, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Pretty Young Thing, yeah. he kind of talks in that lower register, similar. Yeah, and then he. Uh, obviously, he gets into the higher octaves later when yeah. he's singing things. So Absolutely. I could totally see that, but I can't see Michael Jackson acting this way. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Michael Jackson would be more like Lilu. Uh, he was very childlike, like it seemed child. like. Yeah. Yeah. They, they take off, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Ruby asks Corbin questions. She's like, How are you feeling today, Corbin? Yeah. And he goes, fine yeah one word one word answers <laughs> so like when he goes off the air he goes can you please pep this up we have no snap we have no pep mm-hmm. uh, you know uh no fire uh, no fire <laughs> uh, i need more than just two word answers from you and and stuff like that and we need to know that you know more than two words at a time <laughs> okay yeah and corbin quickly uh slams him up against the wall and says i am not here for this yeah <laughs> um they go into these cubbies right yeah, they, they remind me of Japanese off. hotels. Yeah. And they're like on rollers. Yeah. Like soft rollers, maybe. Yeah. And and that's how they sleep. And they knock them out. And he just out. jumped right in there. And I was like, man, that's impressive. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have done that. Uh-uh. I'm so short that they would have had to have a chair for me <laughs> or two chairs for me to walk up into that thing. You got in the bottom floor. Yeah, I would have been like, can I sleep down there? I did that in high school with my, my locker. I was like, can I please switch you lockers? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. They give you a high locker? They gave me a high locker oh, every time. That's rude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> so I did write down Ruby Rod, OMG. It's so funny. That That is that is what you can say about Ruby Rod. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Tucker kicked butt yeah. doing this character, too. I think he, he did a really good job. He chewed the scenery like a psychopath. And he is not for everybody. No. So they get knocked out. They go to Flossin. Um, Ruby has some extracurricular fun with the stewardesses. Uh-huh. And then uh, we're at Flossin. It looks like Hawaii. Yeah. It, it's like uh, they get the uh, the flowers. The lay. The lays. And they're like, welcome to Flossin, blah, blah, blah. And there's definitely some Hawaiian actors, you know, yeah. grading them. Yeah, With the, the singing and everything. And then there's people in sailor outfits. Yeah, those um, are crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they, they show some weird characters, though. Like, there's this big old buff dude with blonde hair. Who can't hear. Who can't hear. And I've always called him Beethoven, but I don't think that was who he was. No, his name was Ray. Yeah. That's right. And he is pointless. He's comedic relief. Yeah. Who there, else there was they a, show? like a they princess showed, yeah. or something, you know, and 
Ruby's like, I have her on tape. And it's like them having sex. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Ruby is just uh, perverted. He's... But it kind of shows that Luke Besson had this expanded uh, idea of what the universe would he look like. He created an entire universe. And he put every bit of it in this movie, I'm sure. So the Mangalores eventually show up, eventually. But they talk about the diva first. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing. Uh, the diva knows where the stones are. One of his, or her assistants, tells Lilu to wait here. Yeah, because that's who they were going to And they're going to gonna get the stones to her. The diva is very tall. Oh, yeah. Um, and nobody knows what she looks like yet. Yeah, she's very mysterious and very I th- blue. I think she's in the trailer. At least a yeah. trailer after the movie was released. Mm-hmm. But they should have kept her more of a mystery. Oh, yeah. This is a very interesting scene. What's really interesting is that... So this is Luke Besson's wife. Yeah. She was not supposed to be the person playing this No, part. it was supposed to be somebody else, and that person either couldn't do it or Yeah, like was that stuck. day couldn't make it, and so they put her in here. Also, none of the actors had seen her yet. Yeah, nobody had seen what she looks like. So all of their reactions are genuine. Yeah. This is the first time they get to see her, and everybody is just shocked and in awe. Yeah, and it's a real good makeup job. Very. Uh, I like her look she kind of reminds me of um those ladies from star wars yeah that had or even men too but they had that long almost like a snout coming yeah, out like of their the head but it's Twi'leks not or something like yeah that. i can't remember yeah. what they were called and uh she sings a song and i thought it was a song written for the movie and it's not it's an actual song yes it's an actual opera song and but hip hopped up right yeah um the diva i believe they said that she can sing in eight octaves at the same time oh wow and that's why it sounds like it's so many people overlaid and and they want us to know that the diva is who the beyonce of the future oh absolutely you know just this woman that everybody knows everybody wants to see you just call her the diva you know, she is Mariah Carey. She mm-hmm. is Beyonce. She is Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. She is a beautiful singer. The Mangalores come and kill her, though. Yeah. Shot her right through the stomach. Yeah. And it's like, really? Yeah, it's just rude. I think she was going to have to die, though, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Zorg also makes his way to Floston. Yes. He shows up to Lilu during the concert. During the concert, Lilu has a fight with the Mangalores. Yeah. And she kicks butt. Yeah, she's awesome. So I found out that uh, she couldn't do those high kicks. They used a leg on a stick to do those high kicks. It's just hilarious because I, I don't remember. I think there was one time I said, that looks really weird. But for the rest of the time, I just totally ignore yeah, it. Yeah, it's just a, the whole scene is action-packed. It's enjoyable. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. And it's done... To the diva singing. Yeah. So they go back and forth between that. It's another yeah, one of the zipper scenes. There's all those, yeah, cl- quick cuts to mm-hmm. to and from. You know, they they cut to Dallas enjoying the... They cut to the uh, Lilu, then they cut back to the diva singing. Mm-hmm. And she does this low to high octave at the end. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. First time I saw it, though, I was like, our movie has come to a complete and utter stop. <laughs> You did not like this movie. I don't to begin think with. I liked it the first time I saw it. You did it. not. I remember. And I was like, oh, man, 
But I've grown to like it for the same reasons why I didn't like it. The campiness of it. It's very campy. It's fun. You can watch this movie. It's two hours and six minutes or something like that. It's not a hard watch. Mm -mm. It's not like you're watching Depression, you know, the whole time. Right. So I've I've watched a one hour movie thinking I've I've been there for three hours. <laughs> yes. You know. So she kicks all the Mangalore's butts and then and then Zorg shows up with his special Swiss Army gun. Yeah, that's during like so the Mangalores show up and start basically all out. Yeah, war they the start ship. terrorizing. And so when Zorg shows up, he's like, I I recognize this music. Which yeah. is another funny line. There's a lot of great one-liners in yeah. this movie. Yeah, and, and, so then and Gary he, Oldman you know, has a lot of good one-liners mm-hmm. throughout this movie. Yeah, he's just fun and entertaining. Yeah, even up until the end where he <laughs> he's like, oh no, that's just still a funny scene to uh-huh. me. He blasts the crap out of Lilu. She gets injured, but not from bullets. It's from probably... It's, well, she ended up in the... The she's in the vents. Vents, yeah and you know there, yeah. there's bullets going all debris. around her so she's getting hit by debris yeah. you know it's possible you know she's gotten cut from some of the metal that's in there right and and so he she's just, just kind of cut up. he leaves her for dead and yeah. sets a bomb yes for like 10 minutes i think i think it was a little longer than that. it's something like that. Yeah. 10 10 minutes or so ruby is <laughs> broadcasting this yes um, and the president's from listening what, from what five to seven is what I he think does. that's what he does. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, the president is listening, and so every time something uncouth <laughs> happens, uh-huh. he'll just look at General Monroe, mm-hmm. and Monroe will be like, ha. "Yeah," he'd just shrug and be like, "I don't know." Yeah, that's what we do, <laughs> I guess. The president, Tom Lister, he has these looks that he can give, mm-hmm. and he emotes pretty well with those yeah. looks. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed seeing him as our first black president. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Did Armageddon come out yet? Like, Morgan Freeman was uh, president I think as well. Armageddon came out after 97. Okay. Like, 98, 99, maybe. Okay. So, maybe maybe Tom Lister was our first black president. When did Idiocracy come out? Oh, that came out much later. Okay. Like, 97. Because uh, that had Terry Crews as the president, which is another great movie. (laughs) So, yeah, we got ourselves a big old war. What did we say was the largest indoor uh, fire bombing? Uh, It was the the Floston thing was the largest indoor explosion. And it almost got out of control. It got out of control. And it took 25 minutes to contain the fire. Right. So <laughs> that's a long time. During during the firefight, though, there's like this one scene where Ruby's on a, a balcony <laughs> of some sort. Yeah. He's and a- Corbin says, uh, don't move. And he shoots around Ruby's body like, uh-huh. like he knows how tall Ruby is. And the bullets go straight through, like serrating it. And then he just drops. And then drops. he just drops. Uh, it's very Looney Tunes. Yeah, very Looney Tunes. Cartoony. Um, still fun though. Yeah. He asked the uh, big bodybuilder uh, Ray guy yeah. for the gun. Who's deaf? He goes, "Give me the gun," and he rolls him like two billiard balls. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Yay! Yeah. I did! I did what you wanted!" Yeah. It was hilarious. And he's like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, all the while, though, Lilu is up in a vent, or up in a, yeah. Yeah, she's just up in the she's vent just until lying there. this all gets taken care of. Zorg leaves with the case. Yes. Uh, presumably the case with the four stones in it. Mm-hmm. Not checking the case while he's there. Yeah, that's a problem. Why would he do that? Why would anybody do that? Uh, he's on his way out, opens the case. It's empty. He, like, laugh cries a little. Yeah. He's like, why can't I get these stones? <laughs> um, and and I guess he just turns around and goes back because he's like, he said a bomb, but hell, yeah. he's just going to go. Well, he's got enough time. Yeah. Then we have our negotiation scene, which is another great comedic oh, yeah. scene. One of the Mangalores, and, and you find out that if the lead Mangalore dies, all the rest will just leave. And so that was bizarre. That's a bizarre rule. Who does he have? He has Cornelius as his hostage. Yes. And he goes, okay. Uh, Fog says, okay, we're going to send in a negotiator. And out comes Bruce Willis. And he just, he has a gun in his hand. He does his Bruce Willis look. And, and he then just, just shoots him. Bang, right between the eyes. The guy drops. Anybody else want to negotiate? <laughs> Anybody else want to negotiate? <laughs> and I, I assume nobody else did. No, I don't think anybody did. They go, and, up, yeah. they go up to see Lilu. They're fine, Lilu. Yeah, he was trying to find her uh, on their computer. Oh, we forgot to tell you where the stones were. Oh, yeah. Because Corbin has the stones by this point. Yeah. Uh, so the diva was dying. And she said, the, the stones are in me. Mm-hmm. At first, you don't know what that means. And then you know what that means. Yeah. And it's gross. Did she swallow them? Were they surgically implanted? They're probably surgically implanted, but they look like they're really heavy bricks. Four heavy bricks that she's been carrying around in her stomach. Inside her body. Yeah. How were they going to get it out? Was she going to poo them out? Uh, They probably would have done surgery to get them out. (laughs) I can't imagine anyone passing I think the diva went there intentionally to die. It's what it sounds like. That is something. Because they said it was going to be after her concert. Right. And that is something Mariah Carey would never do. I don't think any of them would do that. Oh, That's yeah. crazy. Okay. <laughs> they get Lilu. They have the stones. And here's one of the fun things. Zorg and Dallas never meet. So the yeah. all, uh, the protagonist and the antagonist never have some showdown. They, Not one scene together at all. They know each other exists, but they don't give a crap. It I is, don't know if Corbin even knows about Zorg. He has to. Zorg's on everything. Yeah, but I don't think he realizes Zorg is trying to get the stones. Oh, probably not. I don't think he thinks Zorg is involved in this at all. Okay. The elevator opens. They go inside the elevator. The other elevator opens, and Zorg comes out of the elevator into the same room where he set that bomb. Right? Yeah. And so um, he's like got like a credit card type thing. Yeah, and people have been evacuated, so yeah, they're the only the, ones left. Yeah. And, uh, and he stops it with five seconds to go. He's like, ha. But you know what? One of the Mangalores has a bomb as well, <laughs> and he turns this knob and he hits a button, and this box opens up with a bomb, and it's got five seconds left on the yeah. bomb, and that's when Gary Oldman like looks at it and goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then boom, Corbin and them took, took Zord's ship, ship, and they're going back home hmm. to Earth, they're heading uh, for back Egypt. to Egypt. Uh, so, we got the planet starts moving at this point. It's 
speeds up it's exponentially. Up, uh, so fast that they can't track it mm-hmm. is what was said. Yeah, they're having a hard time following it. Nowhere in this scene is Billy. It's 300 years later. Oh, yeah. People are going to listen to this and go, is he an idiot or is he sarcastic? He's very sarcastic. (laughs) Corbin and them make it there first. Well, yeah. Here's the part I hate about this religion. (sighs) Okay. This religion that is based on saving the earth every 5,000 years Mm -hmm. from this ultimate evil. Yes. Doesn't know how the stones work. Yeah. They don't know how to open the stones because they assume that the fifth element will tell them. And Lilu did tell them how to open them. They just thought it was a metaphor. Right. They match up the symbols to where their pedestals are. They don't know how to activate these stones, though. Yeah. They're like, how do you activate them? He goes, well, you just, uh, they just go on. No, that's not how that works. Lilu, this whole time... Looks like she's near death. Yeah, she's almost dead. She watched this videos of war, well, so she's yeah. depressed because, you know, people are evil. Why would they do this to the, each other? Mm-hmm. You know, Why should I save them? Why should I save them? It's sad. And, and Dallas is like, you know, we'll go on a real vacation. You just got to help me here, you know. David is standing over the air one. It's like earth, air, fire, water. Mm-hmm. The stones. Just like Avatar. Yeah, just like Avatar. <laughs> Good Lord. It reminds Just me of like that. Just like science class. <laughs> um, and uh, and he breathes out real heavy. And it moves. Yeah. And he's like, oh, guys. it's." And they're like, what did you do? And he goes, I stood here and I said, there's nothing I can do. Oh, we're never going to make oh, it. Oh, we're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then they look at the stone like, that was the magic word? Exactly. We're never going to make it? Yeah. And then he sighs And he sighs again, again, and then it opens up again. And then they're like, oh, earth for earth, air for air, water for water, fire for fire. One of them throws dirt on, mm-hmm. and it lights up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them throws, he or wipes, wipes sweat, and like drips it on there, and it lights up. The air one's lit up. And then poor Ruby. Nobody has fire. Yeah. And he stutters. He smoking. He's like, fire. No, 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 yeah, and I, at that point, I was thinking, it's a g-g-g-g-ghost. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> something funny. But yeah, Corbin has one match left, and he's like, nobody move. And the they most light intense it. lighting of a match ever. Yeah, they light it, and he sets it down real slowly until it touches the, the stone, and the stone lights up. So... What bother? There's several things about this movie that bothers me, but this yeah. one specifically. What is that? The time. They're like, you've only got like what two hours? Yeah. And then you've only got like ten minutes, and you're like, this scene took fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that same issue with the bomb. Yes. The bomb had ten minutes, and then we had all that other fighting. Exactly. And that was longer than 10 minutes. And some then they get up there and it's down it. to five minutes. Yeah, some of that you could get away with, with you know, saying, well, that wasn't part of that scene. That right. hadn't happened yet. Yeah. But this um, specifically bothered me. Yeah, it was, it's pretty up in your face on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, you know, I've always told you like the Batman scene in the original 1989 Batman mm-hmm. when, uh, when Joker says, meet me at the top in 15 minutes. 
And by the time the helicopter shows up, it has been exactly 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. It was the nerdiest thing I had ever done is watch a movie and time it with a with a stopwatch to see if it was really 15 but minutes. But you know what? That's really good directing and acting and yeah. writing to make it exactly the right time. Exactly. It was, it was Because a lot of time, most really scenes are speeded up. Yeah. But they're never... You've only got this much time, and you're like, you just took 20 minutes to do something <laughs> you said we were going to do in five. Um, yeah, and so Lilu's in the center of this thing, right? They're yeah, all lit up. Yeah, he's got to convince her. And he's like, please, you got to do this. And he kisses her without her permission. No. Yeah, they kiss, don't they? They do, but... And then she opens up, and that's when that's it happens. Not, that's not how it went down. What? How'd it go down, then? You explain it. Well, he convinces her. How? You know, because she, this is another part that bothers me too. She's specifically made to save the earth. Yeah. It should not be up to her whims or her feelings. She should just do her job. It's possible that she's evil. She's not evil. Oh. She's very sweet and lovable and you love her. But she, she goes, please tell me. And it's like, she has to be validated that he loves her before she will work. Okay. They do kiss, though. And then, you know, they kiss. Without her permission. It's with her permission at this point. (laughs) She did not... She she gave uh, other cues besides verbal cues. Um, And then as soon as he kisses her, she breaks away and then she, you know, saves the earth. This is another thing that bothers me. (laughs) I do love this movie. But this bothers me so much. Okay, so the planet, they said, you know, it's within so many miles. Yeah. It stops... At 62 miles from impact. When you see the shadow already, the Earth is already screwed. Yeah. Because the Earth's gravitational pull would be completely screwed by this point well, if, yeah. if the shadow's there. And then when it stops, it's 62 miles. The moon is 238,000 miles away and affects our weather, our oceans. This thing would have killed us anyway at 62 miles. So it just bothers me so much. <laughs> and now it's really? a satellite. Yeah. it's Our planet would be doomed. So she shoots it with her mouth she and She shot eyes, it and it stopped. And it stopped. It's done. And now it's in our gravitational pull. Yeah. It would kill the Earth there. Maybe the Earth isn't worth saving. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> So that's just, that's another thing that just bothers me about the movie. But I can forgive it because I like the movie. That's pretty much the climax of the film, right? Yeah. We try to get the president to... The president comes to see him because they've been put in a chamber. But they're they're just doing the horizontal hot shots. They're they're making out, yeah. Yeah, and and that's it. Mm -hmm. It freeze frames. It freeze frames over it. Ah. which there's isn't not, a great thing to do, but you know. There's not too know. many movies that do that outside mm. of the 1970s. Really interesting. Yeah, 70s and maybe the maybe the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, because you know Breakfast Club ended with a still frame and and uh, some other movies. Yeah, the movie's over. So let me get out my handy dandy paper. So what is your favorite part of the movie? I honestly think it's the scene where the robber comes to Dallas's door at the beginning. Yeah. It cracks me up so much. Okay. Um mine would be uh Flossen. Yeah. I like I like that whole 
apart. Mm-hmm. Like from the moment they get there to the moment they leave, it's just a fun ride at that point. It's very action packed. Yeah. It's what Bruce Willis is known for, action. Does it kind of remind you of Die Hard? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. There's a whole Die Hard reference there, man. Not reference, but it just reminds me of Die Hard in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you not like about the movie? Well, you've already heard some of it. Yeah. But also, at the very beginning, when the Monochians yeah. uh, come, there's a scene where Billy shoots at the 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 one in charge yeah and he's still inside the tomb yeah and he's waddling and to this, the door and this tomb opens with a key it opens with a key and so the mondo chiwin is coming mondo shawin i think it's called mondo chiwin because but anyway it doesn't matter <sighs> you know what i'm talking about he's got his hand out stretched and the key out and the door closes on his fingers with yeah. the key out. So, A, when they come back in 300 years, yeah, how are you going to use the key? Because the door technically isn't shut all the way. And then, also, how did they get the door out of the hand? And where is he? How did they get the door out of the hand? The hand out of the door, I mean. Oh, okay. How did they get the hand out of the door? Yes. And where's the body? Where's the body? Those three things... Well, you saw them fly away, so they never came back. They may have come back to get the body with, like, a, a cleanup crew or something. But the key would not work in the door if they did not come back for him. Because technically the door is still ajar. Yeah. Um, I would call that uh, movie magic. Movie BS. <laughs> um, let me see. What didn't I like about the movie? Oh, man. I would say... I don't think I have a part I don't like about the movie, really. Um, maybe Chris Tucker's wild antics. Like, he was way too over the top in a lot of his scenes. Which is and Chris it, Tucker, though. And it it distracts you from the rest of the what it's, what's going on. Yeah, the, the scene in the plane. Yeah. I could have done without some of that. Right. And still had a good time. Who's your most liked character? Corbin. Yeah, me too. Um, I, is this the first one where we both like the main character? Yeah. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Um, I really like Corbin. He's charming. He's funny. Uh, he's Bruce Willis. He's Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's an enjoyable film, uh, because of him. Mm-hmm. Like, like they were going to cast Mel Gibson. I wouldn't would, have hated this movie if that was Would we have liked it with I, Mel Gibson? No. Why? I would have watched it once. Lethal Mel Weapon? Gibson is a totally different type of actor. But you, you've watched the original Lethal Weapon. I mean, he had done Yeah, that. Lethal Weapon, though, if you could, if you were doing a comparison of Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon, yeah, I would always watch Die Hard. Yeah, well, yeah. It's Bruce Willis. Right. He makes the character. Okay. If it was Mel Gibson... It would have been more serious and quite depressing, I think. And I don't think I would have enjoyed watching that at all. Right. So, who is your least liked character? This one is harder. This one is harder. Probably David, the, the yeah. priest assistant. Because he's very um, um, cowardly. He's cowardly and he's almost non-existent. He's there out of convenience. Yeah. What was he doing in one scene? He was just sewing or something. I don't know what he was doing. He I had something know. in his ears. Yeah. Like a stethoscope or something. I, it was a weird scene. Um, he kind of uh, fades into the background. 
Um, my least liked character is is Ruby. He was good in the movie. Yeah. He acts his butt off. Mm-hmm. He does exactly what he's supposed to do in the movie. I just... He's not a guy I would have a beer with. <laughs> not that character, So, no. no. Do you think there's any kind of theme or lesson? I'm sure there is. I know that there is. I don't know if I really thought this. and sat there and thought of it, though. It's, it's supposed to be about good and evil. It is about good and evil, but it's also about war. Mm-hmm. It's, there's that theme of being, like, at war. Yeah. Like, even at the beginning when the, when the Manashawans uh, show up, um, they say war is coming. They're not safe here. Mm-hmm. I was not thinking about the war in 300 years. I was thinking about, it was 1914, World War One yeah. is about ready to start. Yeah. Egypt would be become part of that theater mm-hmm. of war. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there's a definite anti-war message in this movie. Yeah, I could see that. There's definitely a a, a theme of violence gets more violence. Mm-hmm. At the end where Lilu doesn't want to save the planet. Yeah. She says, why should I save you? You do this to yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that we got that kind of lesson out of that. Uh, I guess I could movie. see that. So, when we're talking about the soundtrack, obviously the Divas song is good. There's this other song that's kind of like a rock song, but it also has like an Indian theme to it. Like is that a, the end song? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good song. And you hear it earlier in the movie, too. Oh, really? Yeah. And I and I was going to bring it up then, mm-hmm. but when I heard it later it, 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 as part of the end credits, mm-hmm. I was like, what is this song? It's really good. Yeah, it, it's got this Bollywood feel to it, right? Yeah, a little bit. So, I like that. The entire score is really good. Intense scenes are intense. Mm-hmm. Um, Comedic scenes have, like, jaunty goofy, music. Yeah, music yeah. to it. Where did we hear... Oh, uh, the guy who uh, did the score for this movie uh, also did GoldenEye, the 007 yes. movie. Mm-hmm. So, there's some stuff that he kind of lifted from GoldenEye to be played in The Fifth Element... You know, I guess that's recycling. So it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, it's all right. I, um, I probably wouldn't listen to it all the time, but the I one believe song was it good. was. I believe it was released on vinyl. Was it really? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I, oh, I just are you made that up. Pulling that out of your behind. Yeah. How much money do you think don't this movie ask you made? Me this. How much it made, or how much? It how much do you think this movie cost to be made? There was a lot of effects. All right, so I'm going to give you a hint this time. Okay, good. This movie, at the time it was made, was the most expensive French film ever made. Hundred million. You're so very close. Really? Yeah. It cost ninety million for oh, this movie. Oh, I'm actually really close yeah. this time. It cost ninety million for this movie to be. Uh, I can made. see it. There's a lot. Of there is a lot of stuff. In this. There's a lot of green screen effects. Uh, Luc Besson has gone on record being like, if he'd have waited like five years. He could have gotten, you know, that Star Wars type uh, it would have been different. special effects. Yeah. And it probably wouldn't have been as good. But although I've watched Valerian and it's a good movie. Yeah. And there was a lot of special yeah. effects in that. So. How much did it make? How much money do you think this movie made? You said it did make money. Oh, yeah. It made money. Um, I don't think it doubled it. Let's go with $150 million. All right. You're absolutely wrong. Of course I am. It made $263.9 million. Really? Yeah. That's worldwide, That's right? worldwide. Okay. Um, 
you can't say domestic because it's not an American no, film. No, it's not American. Um, American. It is set in America. All the actors mostly are American. I believe the uh, mm. Zorg's, Zorg's secretary was French. Yeah, you had um, some really interesting information about her. Yeah, she had to learn her lines. With an American accent. With an accent. American accent, yeah. And just those. Yeah. It's funny. Um, That's dedication yeah. for a bit part. Absolutely. And she... She nailed it. Oh, that's funny. Why? Because she had the nail changer. Oh, yeah. I want one of those. I want that to be real. <laughs> I forgot that was this movie. I thought that was Total Recall. Uh-uh. It's this one. I think Total Recall also had a lady who had a pen that could tap on Yeah. It. Yeah. But this was like a little box that she'd put over her fingernails. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. There was also like a makeup uh, uh, applicator mm-hmm. that you just put over your face. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. I really would like the Judy Judson thing that went over the, your head. Just go over your yeah. whole face. You can do different hairstyles. Yeah. Yeah. We're not there yet. Tangent. We have to uh, we have to convince people to make those things. So, my final thoughts on this movie would be, it's a fun movie. Yeah. And if you're going to sit there and watch a movie, why not have a little bit of fun with it? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's people out there that, I knew a guy, he was like, I only watch true stories. Why? Some people are not entertained by anything that isn't real. It's just bizarre. I don't. I don't. My enjoy mother that. only really enjoyed reading autobiographies for a very long time. Really? Yes. Yeah, my mother never did. My mother always. She likes the romances. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're done with this. Okay. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter. At Funtime Movies One, mm-hmm. that is Funtime Movies and the number one. Or you can go over to Facebook and you can follow Happy Funtime Movie Hour. And we try and keep our posts up a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we try and keep our posts. Yeah, we every both day. work, so sometimes it's hard to uh, get on the social. Yeah, then you can subscribe to us. Yes, we are on Stitcher. We are now on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We are on iTunes. And Google Podcasts. Yep. So that's what, four or five? Well, and SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And so you could just follow us. That'd be nice. Yeah. We know people are listening, so I'm happy about that. We'd like feedback. Oh, are we yeah. boring? Do you cut out through half the show? You know, tell us what, what you like, what you don't like. Yeah, absolutely. And if you like us, tell us. Yeah. If you don't like us, tell us. Yeah, give us feedback so that we can be better. We got thick skin. Mm-hmm. We can take some criticism. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. So what do we always say at the end? Go see a movie. Go see a movie.